0: Welcome to the Summer 2023 Tangible Truth Podcast Best of Series. Join us as we revisit your top seven favorite shows so far of 2023. Whether you are re-listening or hearing them for the first time, we pray they will strengthen your walk with Jesus while improving your mental health. Enjoy these episodes and we'll see you back for all new episodes starting August 15th.
1: Most of your major hurts in your life are because of relationships.
0: Yeah,
1: very true. Um, And yet, we get hurt in relationships and we also get healed in connection Mm -hmm. and relationships.
0: Hi, I'm Susan Goss, and as a seasoned therapist of more than 15 years, I'm honored to have had the opportunity to gain so much wisdom from so many people and love passing that knowledge on to others. So join me and some of my favorite friends as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to Tangible Truth Podcast. And today we have a special guest. But before we get to our special guest, we'd like for you to help us help others find our podcast by going and reviewing our podcast, giving us a five-star review. And we would so appreciate you doing that. Brad Franklin is with us today, and we love it when Brad comes to the podcast. He will be one of the special friends, and you'll hear him throughout our year in 2023. But today, he is going to be with me talking about how to connect people. And we wanted to do that, specially in the month of February, because February is kind of a month of connection. Wouldn't you say, Brad?
1: Absolutely.
0: And Brad and I work together. Brad is the president of Fresh Roots Family Therapy. He is a fantastic therapist. I'm going to say it before he does. He's the one that got me into therapy.
1: I am the one <laughs> He encouraged your gift. He
0: always says that. And so I I said it first this time. (laughs) But we really wanted to talk about how to help people with connection, how to connect in a healthier way, no matter who you are. Yes, Brad and I are marriage therapists, but we see everyone. And so people come in in crisis, that is true, wanting a healthier connection. But people also come in and say, Brad, Susan, I want to connect better with my son, with my daughter, with my colleague, with my mother, with my father, with every relationship that you can think of. And so we kind of want to spend some time talking about how to have a language, if you will. To connect healthier relationships. Absolutely. And so, one of the ways I was going to kind of jump in is to say one of the first things I do before anything is I kind of take an assessment of what was the home like that you grew up in? Like family of origin is what we call that. And I call it a genogram. I generally do this for. Every client I have, like, tell me about the home you grew up in. Did you have a voice in your home or were there any, was there an emotional language in your home? And I will get an immediate, oh, no, no. Everything was always just supposed to be wonderful. We didn't talk about, we talked about the good stuff. We didn't talk about the bad stuff. Uh, And, oh, okay. That tells me a lot. Absolutely. Uh, or, Or if I didn't have a voice that, You know, I couldn't speak. I didn't have an emotion. I was just told what to do. That tells me a lot. And I know you experience that a lot.
1: I do the same thing. I start with the genogram with everybody I see. And, you know, Susan, the way I know to say this is the home you grow up in is the classroom where you learn how to do relationships.
0: I love that.
1: And what you learn in that classroom, for better or for worse, is what you will take into your adult life and trying to make connections with people.
0: I love that. You
1: know, the interesting thing, too, is. Whether it works for you or not, whether you liked it or not, as a child, you still tend to repeat those patterns that were modeled for you. It's so true. Absolutely.
0: I mean, and you know, we say in therapy, Brad, patterns are more powerful than choices.
1: Absolutely. And
0: that is exactly what you were saying. Absolutely.
1: In fact, those patterns, a lot of times, they will either block or open up the choices we can see. Because we're in those patterns. Mm
0: -hmm. And we just do them because it's all we know to do.
1: Absolutely.
0: And like you said, whether we like them or not. Absolutely. And so the connection we want to create, if it's not a good pattern, is turn it into a healthy pattern. How to do that? How can we change that language to a healthy language uh, between two people so it can be, therefore, a healthy connection? between two people. And so that takes a lot of intentionality over the long haul for this to last for a lifetime. It takes a lot of intentionality, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, and and where I also like to start on this too, is going back to Genesis chapter two. Mm -hmm. The first thing that God says about human beings after he creates us is you don't do well alone. You were meant to do this with somebody else. Mm. You know, I think of all the things that God could have said when he first created human beings, that's a very profound statement. Mm-hmm. And I think we spend the rest of our lives living that out.
0: Mm-hmm. So God designed us to need him and he designed us to need each other.
1: Absolutely.
0: And isn't that beautiful? It is
1: a beautiful thing.
0: First need him. And then we can't do this alone. We need you, God. And he designed us that way. Right. And uh, and then he designed us to need each other. Yeah. It's a beautiful triangle. Right. If you will, because so many times we try to do it on our own and that never works. Right. That's also paramount because when we depend on him, that also takes the you should act that way. When you're talking about another human being, if we're dependent on God, he gives us the right perspective instead of if I'm doing it on my own, then Brad, you should act this way so that I can be happy. Mm -hmm. Or Susan, you should do this so that I can be happy. No. And and if we're dependent on God, he changes our perspective. It's not about me. Right. You you see? Absolutely.
1: You know, and, and this is another thing. So many things that God created and are just so good because we live in a fallen, sinful, broken world. The very thing that brings so much joy and happiness and fulfillment also can bring so much pain and so much despair and so much hurt.
0: Mm. Talk to me about that.
1: Well, like relationships, if you really think about it, most of your major hurts in your life are because of relationships.
0: Yeah, very
1: true. Um, And yet we get hurt in relationships but we also get healed in connection Mm -hmm. and relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, as you and I both know, experiencing people who face horrible betrayal Mm -hmm. um, and, and very often the human experience is I don't ever do that again. I don't ever trust again. I don't ever be vulnerable again. And yet when I do that, I shut myself off from that connection that heals. Mm
0: -hmm. Very true. And And a lot of times, believe it or not, if we help people through those betrayals, through the process of forgiveness and uh, learning how and why that process happened, why that betrayal happened, it's a long haul, yes, but doing it together, together, then the connection in the end is even closer Absolutely. than it was before. Absolutely. So that's what you're talking about. Through pain, there is, there's growth, connection, beauty. There can be, yes. if you allow it.
1: Well, just like in the human body, there are some types of breaks or ruptures in the body that once it heals back, mm-hmm. it's actually stronger than it was before the break or yes. before the rupture. Yes. And relationships can truly be like that, but it takes intentionality And it takes some hard work. Yes. Anything worth doing is worth doing well.
0: Exactly. You know, going to the practical, super practical side of this, uh, I'm just thinking, you know, starting if if somebody's out there listening to us and say, I I just need some, you know, practical tools about how to even start this process of a healthy language with with somebody that I'm in relationship with that is just not working if i say something they always take offense to it or or if they say something i always take offense to it and you know it's just an unhealthy relationship so just thinking about where they can start things like stopping and going hang on this is what i to clarify just a basic tool of clarifying not assuming the worst about somebody you're with in relationship with and stopping and clarifying Hang on. I'm just using Brad as an example, listeners, because that's who's in front of me. But if I were to say, hang on, Brad, what I just heard you say is that you just called me a jerk and you would probably you're either going to say yes or you're going to go. Absolutely not. That is not what I just said. What I said was whatever you said. Mm -hmm. And then I'm either going to say, oh, okay, well, good, because so many times what we do in relationships, our research tells us, doesn't it, Brad, that the brain has to finish a story, that is right. whether it's true or not. And that's so dangerous. Right. So if our brain has to finish a story, whether it's true or not, it will finish it. But it's generally not true. <laughs> right.
1: And sometimes the you finish that story has nothing to do with me or what no, I said.
0: No, nothing to do with Sometimes
1: you. it has to do with that story. Other times it, it may have to do That's right. more with me. And uh, you know, one of the things you're talking about, the practical thing that you have to do to get there is approaching people by giving them the benefit of the, of the doubt. doubt.
0: And not assuming the worst. Right. Like, wait just a minute. This right. is what I'm thinking. Is it true? And I will... I will venture to say there is not a stat on this, but it's been my experience over 90% of the stories when you stop and clarify have not been true right. of that person. So you're walking around angry at someone for no reason. Right. right. Would that be true in your a- practice? A- absolutely.
1: absolutely. And
0: so you're mad at somebody because something that you have assumed is the worst thing. And isn't that horrible? You're walking around angry about something that's simply not true. So number one, stop and clarify, is it true or not? Because what we always want to do, going back to Scripture, is act on truth. Because in Scripture, God says the truth does, in fact, set us free. And you're in torment if you're living on the lie. Mm -hmm. You're in torment because you've assumed this horrible story, you've made something up. Now, is it, can it be true? Yes. But you need to find out if you're living on a truth.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and take into account your history with this person. What does exactly. that history tell you? Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes let's be honest in that history, there is betrayal and there is hurt mm-hmm. and there is disappointment. And you definitely have to take that into account, but also taking to the, into the account, what have I seen that person do since then? Not just Mm -hmm. what have I heard them say, what have I seen them do? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big believer in believe what people do more than what people say. Yes. Because in the end, that's going to tell you, can I trust you or can I not trust you?
0: Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, very good. So stopping and clarifying is huge.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, And that's a real practical thing. It is not easy to do. If it were easy, we wouldn't have any clients.
1: <laughs> right. You're right. Well, you know, and, and Susan, and let's go here. I think I know you've probably seen this too. So you get a couple or a parent child in your room and you clear up a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And what can be hard sometimes is a person who was holding that, even when the other person says, that's not what I said or that's not at all what I meant they have a hard time letting go sometimes, yes, right? Because yes. th- th- there's a little bit of a trauma there of, you know, I, I felt like you were going to abandon me and, or leave me, or I felt like you were going to hurt me. And, and and sometimes you have to talk yourself out of letting go of that thing, even after you have been shown the truth.
0: And part of that connection that we're talking about is, and a big part of that, and we've talked about it on a prior podcast is, uh, but it's so apropos here, is empathy. Right. You know, the other person, I'm so sorry. Like, I know that you're a safe person for me. You know that I'm a safe person for you. But what does safety look like? Safety, I need to know that you have heard me, that you understand me, that you are safe with me. So when you do clarify, the other person has got to come back And be able to say to your point, I'm so sorry that I I made you feel that I called you a jerk or I made you feel that way. There's something. What did I say that made you feel that way? I'm so sorry. Um, And they they have to feel like they have been heard. Mm -hmm. They have been understood. There is a connection of empathy by empathy, by use of empathy because empathy connects
1: people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in a case like you're talking about, another way to say that is humility invites grace.
0: Yeah. Humility always connects.
1: If, if I will humble myself yes. and listen to your hurt, the misunderstanding, and not get defensive, that's going to invite forgiveness on your part. But yes. I need to do that with humility, yes. not defensiveness.
0: The humility always always connects, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh, it's a beautiful connector. Uh, Yes, humility. And there is absolutely, this goes without saying, obviously, but it bears repeating, there is zero pride Mm -hmm. in humility. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can see humility a mile down the road, Mm -hmm. as well as you can see pride.
1: Absolutely. You know, we're starting to go down a road that I know has been Uh, a big part of your heart with people and that's forgiveness Mm -hmm. because if you want to be good at relationships you've got to learn to be a good forgiver yes you do and um a story i I just love um, if if you're familiar with uh the relationship that ruth and billy graham had Mm -hmm. you know that was a very interesting marriage two very strong personalities and ruth was interviewed not long before her death and was talking about that and and Some of that was was actually pretty public about, you know, she had a very different idea for the family that kind of went against Billy's aspirations to travel the world and preach. You know, and she she basically stayed up on a mountain in North Carolina and raised those kids while Billy was going around the world. Uh, I want to say she was a Methodist and he was a Baptist. I mean, there's several things they didn't see eye to eye on. And uh, in this interview, they were talking about that and some of the contentiousness that was that this interviewer was aware of. And made the comment about, you know, well, how, how did you get Billy to change? And uh, Ruth very wisely said, God didn't give me Billy to change. God gave me Billy to love and forgive. And that is just a beautiful way mm-hmm. to put, you know, how do you be successful at connection? It's not by trying to change that person into who or what you think they should be. It's by loving them and forgiving them.
0: Amen. And that's a daily process.
1: Absolutely.
0: A daily process.
1: I bet you and Steve still do that after all these years, don't you? after all
0: these years. And if you do it daily, you know, you're always in a posture of grace. Right. And that posture of grace makes it easier Mm -hmm. to forgive. It's Mm -hmm. so easy for me to forgive Steve. It's very easy for him to forgive me. And I don't say that lightly. That's not a... Right. throat in the air but if you've done it all of your married life right because we all are human and we will mess up
1: absolutely uh
0: but you, you need to be in the practice 100% of forgiveness and it it keeps you humble
1: absolutely it
0: keeps you humble
1: absolutely um
0: so 100% agree with that well this has got to if it to go into the area of are the areas of forgiveness, humility, having a, I call it in my devotional book, I call it having a short memory at times Mm -hmm. to go in that area. We have got to do a part two, Brad, if that's okay with you. Would you stay to do a part two? You betcha. Okay, well, we'll have to do that. So we will wrap this one up because we promise our listeners under 30 minutes podcast
1: we're going to deliver today
0: we'll do that and then we'll go into uh, part two for healthy connections so stay tuned listeners and come back with us with brad franklin on part two of the healthier connections all right see you later bye-bye
1: Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.